Welcome everyone to Breaking Open the Word, the Sunday edition of the God Minute. I'm Father Michael. Beloved of God, today marks the fifth Sunday of Lent, and the gospel chosen for us today is taken from the eighth chapter of John's Gospel, verses 1 through 11. Now, placing ourselves in God's presence, we quiet our hearts and open our ears to listen for his word to be spoken to us. Jesus went to the Mount of Olives, but early in the morning he arrived again in the temple area, and all the people started coming to him, and he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and the Pharisees brought a woman who had been caught in adultery and made her stand in the middle. They said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the very act of committing adultery. Now, in the law, Moses commanded that she be stoned. So what do you say? They said this to test him so they could have some charge to bring against him. Jesus bent down and began to write on the ground with his finger. But when they continued asking him, he straightened up and said to them, Let the one among you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he bent down and wrote on the ground, and in response, they went away one by one, beginning with the elders. So he was left alone with the woman before him. Then Jesus straightened up and said to her, Woman, where are they? Has no one condemned you? She replied, No one, sir. Then Jesus said, Neither do I condemn you. Go. And from now on, do not sin anymore. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. One day, the priest asked this old farmer in his parish, Bud, do you smoke, drink, or curse? He was a bit hesitant and then responded, Well, Every once in a while, yes, Father, I cannot lie. The priest responded, You know, bud, I don't smoke, drink, or cuss. To which the old farmer replied, Yes, sir. But, Father, you're not a farmer either. <laughs> I get tickled. <laughs> oh, let the one among you who is without sin cast the first stone. Those words are so powerful, so humbling, so incredibly merciful. These profound words of Jesus recorded in the gospel passage of the woman caught in adultery accuse us for the times we've judged others. By the same token, I think it challenges us to be more considerate of others in their mistakes. These words bring a sense of hope, knowing that Though we are sinners, God wants us to embrace his mercy and forgiveness and says to us, go and do not sin again. Look, the truth 
we must admit is that we all have sinned. We need the mercy of God in our lives. Most especially, we need his grace. You and I, brothers and sisters, are so loved by the Lord, we are given every opportunity to find the path to holiness. And if it is through our prayer, our works of mercy, or the beautiful gift of confession, reconciliation, once we have been forgiven, we are given God's love, his approval, and strength, and in the sacrament, his grace to forgive ourselves and to forgive our brothers and sisters, and the grace to not enter into that sin again by our own free will. Have you ever been in a situation where you've really messed something up and you know you have messed up and you're certain that the consequences for messing up are going to be very serious? Well, if you haven't, consider yourself blessed. I can tell you it's a horrible position to be in, especially when that person you have to answer to will tell you you are forgiven, but they never really forgive you. There was a time in my life where I had messed up. Now, mind you, it, it wasn't intentional. I didn't set out to screw things up. In fact, had I been given the right information, it would never have happened at all. It was made clear that I was going to be held accountable and the consequences didn't come with forgiveness. I really think that one of the worst experiences is to not be forgiven. You can carry that guilt and that shame around forever and even deplete your own self-worth and start to believe that the things that you're being accused of. And every time you run into that person who held you accountable and continues to hold that mistake over your head, you're reminded of that mistake and the false story that has been created about you. But I ask you, in that situation, who is guilty of the greater sin? In reflecting on today's gospel, I have to acknowledge the fact that all of us are sinners. Not one of us is better than another of us. And even though there are times we might see another person's sin and want to judge them, Jesus makes it clear that we have to look within before we judge another. The extravagant, compassionate, and unconditional love of God is without end. Like in last week's Gospel of the Prodigal Son, in today's Gospel, we have to be ready to see clearly the whole picture. We cannot ration the mercy of God when it comes to somebody else. God's love and mercy is extravagant, more than we can imagine. And when he forgives, he forgets. He's ready to give us a new start. Therefore, we can never judge another as unworthy of our forgiveness or of God's mercy because the love of God gives and calls us to love 
unconditional. Even more perfectly, we are able to realize we're not alone in our sinfulness and must do all that we can to not lead others into sin or judge them harshly for the struggles that they have that are creating this sin. On this fifth Sunday of Lent, we are drawing ever nearer to the holiest of weeks that recall the passion, death, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus. It's because of our sins that he died on that cross. It is because of his unending extravagant love for us and his perfect act of love by his passion and death that we should be eternally grateful and we should strive to go and sin no more. Strive. Strive towards forgiveness of others. Do not judge and you will not be judged. You don't have to take my word for it. You already have Jesus' word for it. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Brothers and sisters, take good care of yourself and one another, and we'll see you tomorrow.